everyone. Welcome to another edition of the State Champ Swing Away podcast. I'm Jenna Rose, joined by Total Sports Donnie Dreyer and Brian Chittister of College Bound Jocks. This podcast gives us an opportunity outside of Lauren and Donnie's Player of the Year segment. Just as a quick reminder from last episode, if you're interested in the USA High Performance Program, whether you're looking to try out in August or become a coach or evaluator, be sure to visit teamusa.org and look for the High Performance Program to register. As Donnie said, the goal of the program is to provide players in the Midwest equal opportunities to get noticed. Donnie, Brian, hello. Hey, <laughs> how are you, Jenna? <laughs> good to see you this week. Good, good to see you, Jenna. <laughs> yeah, always good to see you guys. And, um, you know, just talking about the top 10 and the watch list, I know Donnie and Brian, you guys have some updates when it comes to some big changes in the top 10. Yeah, we, we do have some big changes, and we highlighted them on the show, and I'll, I'll share them here. You know, we, we, we're kind of using the term, this is, not a, this is not a marathon, it's a sprint. So I think everyone's got to get used to seeing changes, especially with the, the, the numbers coming out. And as we talk about numbers, um, people may want to say, what you know, just in terms of performance, what's it take to get in the top 10? Some of the, the numbers we're seeing, we're seeing batting average, uh, Jenna, between five and 600. We're seeing home runs somewhere between 7 and 10. We're seeing RBIs between 25 and 30. Although Mandy Esman right now at uh, Richmond Gall Lake has got 37, which I, I think is leading with, uh, with RBIs. When it comes to pitching, uh, we're seeing ERAs around 0.5. We're seeing strikeouts per inning at around uh, 2 per inning, which is I think is uh, an amazing amazing number and then we've got some some candidates not only on our top 10 but on our watch list that are that are doing both of it that they're they're pitching it and hitting it uh, with those numbers so when you look at numbers and strictly performance those are the things that we're we're starting to to see and as we get further into competition um, those numbers uh, being performed during uh, big game performances against uh, high-level teams is is going to really propel who ends up in the in the top four. But and, and we always say this: if you come off the list, it doesn't mean that you can't get right back on. Uh, but right now, the three kids that are going to come off the list this week is Three Rivers, Callie Havelin, um, fantastic kid going to Alabama. I'm sure that she'll be working her way back on the list or giving everything she's got. Kelsey Zampa from Heartland is going to be coming off the list this week, and so is Allie Sealer, who's committed to Michigan uh, from Monroe. Um, so let's talk about who's going on the list, and I'm, I'm going to start with Delaney Roberson, who is at Heartland, who's a teammate of Kelsey Zampa, who is a teammate of Rachel Everts, and those three are you know the the big players on that team that's that's driving them to the coaches' poll, Brian. That is now uh, Heartland is is ranked number one. Um, but they're going to have an internal battle themselves. And right now, you know, when I look at Zampa's coming off the list, she's still hitting over 500. She's got three home runs. But Delaney is, you know, facing the same pitchers, and she's hitting over 540 with five home runs. So right now, she's she's going to jump Kelsey on her list. But they're going to continue to battle. And you got Rachel Everett, who continues to pitch it really well and um, and uh, hit it very well. She's hitting over 450. So those three are going to continue to battle, not only with the other people in the top 10, but you know amongst the, amongst themselves. So um, Delaney Robitz is coming on. She's a senior going to Kent State. As I mentioned, she's hitting 540 uh, uh, with five home runs. So she's going to be on the list and uh, see what she can do to stay there. Another kid that uh, is going to go on the list 
who's also having a internal battle on their team is Lauren Saborski. Lauren just had a great week. She had seven home runs during the week. For the season right now, my unofficial numbers say that she's batting 585. She's got 10 home runs. She's got 27 RBIs and a slugging percentage of over 1,500. Um, so those numbers cannot be ignored. And so Lauren Saborski is now going to be in our top 10. And people can vote for her just like they can vote for Delaney. But I mentioned internally, Alyssa Holo is right there with South Lion East. Those two have uh, propelled South Lion East into the top 10 for teams, which is... Um, which is pretty cool for South Lion East and, and Coach Paul Nito. Holo's got eight home runs herself and hitting well over 500, too. So her and Saborski are going to continue to battle, again, not only with the top ten, but with other people in their dugout. It's going to be like the Kentucky Derby. It's neck and neck right down to the end. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Down the stretch they come. Yeah. Uh, and another kid that I don't know that as many people uh, know about her, um, but Regan ben Bennett, who is a sophomore at Novi High School, is just killing it both pitching and hitting so you know her primary position and what she's going to get recruited mostly for is going to be pitching uh, remember she's a sophomore so the division ones cannot talk to her till uh, september of her junior year um, but offensively she's hitting 580 with six home runs which is uh, which is up with those numbers that we're seeing offensively then you throw in her pitching uh, and it's really impressive she's got an era of point point four four she has struck out 153 in 68 innings. So that comes out, in my math, better than 2.2 an inning, which, uh, again, is, um, is very impressive. And, again, my unofficial stats show uh, Regan's 10-0 uh, with, with Novi High School. And I'm not sure, you know, how strong the supporting cast she has, but she's still she's you don't, really You don't killing. need a supporting cast when you're striking out two batters <laughs> yeah. in any. <laughs> yeah, and, and Brian, I know you know uh, you know uh, Delaney Roberson well. I mean, you've seen her a yeah. lot. I mean, what, what are your yeah. thoughts about her and in, in coming on to the top ten? I really, I said that in the show uh, a couple weeks ago. I, I really, really liked Delaney. I saw her there at the uh, Total Sports Tournament. Uh, she looked just fantastic over there. And her and Zampa are kind of right next to each other. Zampa playing shortstop. So, um, yeah, it, she just she's looked great at the plate, looking really strong, and and defensively also looking really, yeah, and really good. And that's one thing we don't talk about very much is is defense. And I like you, I got a chance to watch Delaney and Kelsey. I've seen Kelsey for a long time. Both of them are great and very um, um, diverse in what they can do for their team uh, defensively. So. Um, yeah, really, really impressive. And then also Lauren Saborski, who's moving on our list. Too. I know you know of Lauren yeah, for a yep, long time. Yep. And Both her and Holo. I mean, yeah. fantastic players. Both of them, kind of similar game, different positions. But uh, as far as hitting, very, very similar type hitters. Yep. And, uh, and Saborski obviously going to Northwestern. So pretty impressive stuff with that. Yeah, and then just one quick thing, uh, Jenna. Uh, I wanted to share just a couple of uh, quick shout-outs because there's some schools and some kids that we don't hear much about, and we're trying to trying to track those kids. But, you know, shout-out to Chloe Hug from Davison. She's a, a junior. <clears throat> She's already got seven home runs, 25 RBIs. And, again, that fits kind of that list of when we're talking on the power and the ribby side that she's comparing with some of the best kids in the in the state. Macy Ireland continues to uh, the, the junior pitcher that's going to Kent State for Owasso. I mean, she's batting 580. Uh, doesn't quite have the power numbers, but pitching-wise, she's at about .56 ERA and striking out close to two batters um, an inning. There's another kid that um, most people haven't heard of, Kylie Dillard from Granville. She's already had seven home runs, which, again, is uh, among the, the state's top. 
And then lastly, as far as the shout-outs, I wanted to mention Carly Manning, who was another junior pitcher from Hartford. In last four games, she's 4-0, and and um, through 15 innings, she had 31 strikeouts. So, again, another kid that's, that's about averaging two strikeouts uh, per inning, which is very impressive. But those are some of the shout-outs from schools that we, we don't hear as much about. There's also a couple in the Division Two over uh, yeah, up, up north uh, right now uh, – in Division Two, ranked number one is Oak Ridge High School, and uh, Oak Ridge is kind of powered by this Brooklyn Galdine. She's a pitcher up there right now. She's doing it on both sides of the ball. She's hitting close to 500, and she's got seven bombs. Uh, but in the circle is where she's really making her name. She's she's eight and zero right now in the circle, and she's got 70 strikeouts. Uh, but the team is 16 and zero right now, so that's why Oak Ridge is ranked number one. They're just doing really really well. I also want to hit a little uh, note here that uh, Ella Stevenson, who plays for uh, Algonac, she's been hitting the ball really well. She's got 10 home runs on the year. So uh, a couple of little shout-outs to some yeah, kids that are doing a great job. Let's keep tracking her. That's, yeah. yeah. Ten, 10 bombs already yeah. early May. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, and, um, you know, when it comes to our watch list and who's in the top 10 and our shout-outs, I appreciate, Donnie, because in the past, we've already explained what goes into the evaluation process for these athletes, but on top of it, giving kind of as the race goes on the specific requirements with the stats that these players are hitting, I think is very important when it comes to the votes as time moves on. So, again, if you guys want to vote for any specific player, you can just email Donnie at D-O-N-N-Y-D-R-E-H-E-R-16 at gmail.com. And as we move on in the podcast today, we're going to be talking about the do's and don'ts, whether you're committed or uncommitted as the dead period has been lifted and also discuss team jumping, not only at the college level, but in travel. So just the two schools of thought as we move on in the podcast. But before we get started, State Champs Michigan Swing Away podcast is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself to one of two dozen varsity level sports, including softball at Lawrence Tech. Simply log on to ltuathletics.com and click the Recruit Yourself link. Swing Away is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. The MHSAA needs officials. Go to mhsaa.com. Great part-time pay. Stay connected to the game. Support the kids and give back and get paid. Help wanted, just whistle. Go to mhsaa.com slash officials. The pros at the Detroit Medical Center's physical therapy and sports medicine pros. Check out our game changer segments with helpful injury prevention and recovery tips. Find them on our State Champs YouTube page or on our website, statechampsnetwork.com or on the State Champs Michigan High School media channels. And for more immediate access to care, go to dmc.org slash gamechangers. And the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female High School Athlete of the Year Awards, the state's elite athletes will be honored with a red carpet gala on Monday, June 14th at the incredible DAC in downtown Detroit. This year's nominees have been announced, so for more information, head over to DACAthleteoftheyear.com. Now, as, as I mentioned before, the dead period has been lifted, and you guys have some recruiting reminders, whether you're committed or uncommitted. Right. Let's start with the, the uncommitted kids. So I think most people know that the NCAA for Division One schools now lifted the dead period, which basically means the D1s will be able to go out and recruit in person. That is going to be lifted June 1st, but I believe they're going back to now the regular calendar, which means they'll start June 10th is when they, Brian, they can actually June 10th. 
that, that they can actually be out and recruiting. So that's not very far away. So maybe just some, some quick reminders to the, the kids that are uncommitted right now. You should be reaching out to the schools of your choice, staying in contact with them, you know, keeping them updated on your information, keeping them updated on your, your videos, which is probably the most important thing, that you got good quality, updated <coughs> videos on your, on your skill set. You want to make sure that you've got their acad. It's easy for them to see your academic information, and I would, uh, um, you know, really suggest that they they get their transcripts that a, that a coach can click on and, and see um, and see the the transcripts. And then, uh, from my perspective, most importantly is is uh, letting them know your schedule, so it's easy for them to to, to find you. So, Brian, the the uncommitment. Your thoughts on that and what they yeah, should be doing? We've been working a lot with our players here recently, just kind of letting everyone know. Um, you need to be emailing these coaches now because most of these college programs, their season's starting to come to an end. A lot of the NAIAs, their regular season just came to the end. They're starting their playoffs today, actually. Um, <clears throat> but it's coaches are starting to transition from uh, being all focused on their program and their season as to, okay, who are we going to start looking at this summer? They're going to start building their list, their recruiting list, the players are going to go out to see. So you need to really step up your email efforts right now. Um, and I always tell kids, make sure that you're emailing the schools that are appropriate for you, but then make sure the coach knows that you have an interest in that program and tell them why is that school a good fit for you, not just softball-wise, but but academically. Why is that a good fit for you? And then um, I would also be following those teams on their website to make sure you know how they're doing in the season so you can let the coach know, hey, I've been following you guys. I see you you know, finished this record, whatever. Just t- talk a little bit about how the team's been doing and then throw in some um you know how you've been doing in your high school season, and that obviously you're looking forward to travel ball. But uh, just kind of giving them, giving them an update on how your season's going and how their season's going, and here's my schedule, as Donnie said, so they can uh, be coming out to see you this summer. Yeah, no, that's that's great, great advice. And also from a, a, a mentality standpoint, is that we want the the, the the kids that want to be recruited you've got to be driving the bus you've got to be the one that's really pushing this forward it's great when you have help from your high school coaches or your travel coaches or great advocates like college bound jocks but if you're going to be successful in the recruiting process and finding a great home um, you've got to drive the bus and in driving the bus um, don't take no for an answer or don't because a, a coach didn't respond back to you don't don't take that as a no. If you've done your research and you love a school, just keep loving on that school. Just just keep recruiting them relentlessly. Um, and the only way they come off your list is if you decide that they're not for you. Um, but uh, I, too many times I see, Brian, I see kids get discouraged because they don't get responses <clears throat> back or they see someone else commit and they're like, oh, my God, they committed a pitcher, so they don't want any more pitchers. I, I, yeah. I think that's a mistake. And, that's a, that's a great point because right now uh, who I see most affected are 2022s, kids that are in their junior year right now. And we've got a lot of talented kids that are absolutely legitimate Division One prospects. And they've seen other players that they play with get committed and they are still sitting on the sidelines going, oh, it's not going to happen for me. The truth is... I talk to D1 coaches every day, and most of them are saying, look, at tell your kids to be patient because 
we are not done recruiting. We're going to be out. I mean, they've literally been on hold for over a year. I mean, I know that most of the D1 programs that have uh, locked in the 2022s are the kids that they had relationships with, and they've been able to see those kids play in previous years, and they just kind of locked those kids down. But they are still looking. They are still going to be out, um, you know, researching and checking out some 2022s. So if you're a 2022 and you're not committed, don't freak out. You don't have to hit the panic button yet. Everything's going to be fine. And then uh, and then you are going to see a lot of opportunities with the Division II schools yet as well. I mean, I know, for example, Ferris State has told me that they've got one commit for 2022. So they're clearly not done. And uh, it's going to, you're going to see a lot of opportunities out there this summer. So just keep working the system. Keep doing what you have to do, working hard, and staying in good communication with these coaches. Yeah, I, and one of the reasons, we're, Jenna, that we're talking about it uh, this week on the podcast is I believe now there's going to be a little bit of lull. These coaches can see the light at the end of the tunnel. So if they're trying to make a decision, they're willing to wait another month or so to be able to get out there and see them live. And I was communicating with, with Harvard. That's exactly what they told me. They've got a list of kids and they're they're finalizing it, but they're not going to make that final decision until they get to see these uh, kids perform uh, live. So it's a really good time now to be prepping yourself, getting your name in front of these coaches, letting them know where you're going to be. And, you know, it's interesting, the, the exact same advice that we're talking about, what a, a, a kid that wants to be recruited, I would say to the recruited kids, you should be doing all of the same stuff. You should be updating your information. You should be communicating with them. You should be letting them know your schedule. All those things you need to right now build rapport with your future coach. And um, it's a mistake if you don't. If you take your foot off the gas because you've got your scholarship, I think that's a mistake. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. I remember Hutch uh, saying to me that, you know, these kids, they all they all want to feel the love. And she goes, they don't understand that the coaches want to feel the love too. So you need to be, you know, showing that love and making sure that uh, you are paying attention to them. And that's why I say make sure you're following them on the website so you know how the team's doing, so you're showing that interest because that's only going to help you, you know, in a couple of months. Yeah, so Jenna, it's an exciting time. We're we're close now to be able to you know rub shoulders with these coaches and 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 talk up our players. So I think everybody is everybody is really anxious and and ready to get going with that. Oh, it's an exciting time, and I do have a question for the two of you because I love the advice when you're uncommitted. Like, be sure you're following on the website what the team is doing. Make sure you're loving on the coach. But when it comes to not being discouraged to response time, like, do you guys have a good idea of a schedule for yourself where you should keep on reaching out to that coach if you're not getting a response back? Like, what would that time frame look like? Do you think? I I think it depends on how bad you want to go to that school. If that is your number one school, I don't have a time frame. I mean, I've literally told kids, you know, the coaches come back and said, hey, I just want to let you know we're all done for the class of 2022. But this was the number one school, and we felt like the kid could potentially play at that school. So we, you know, we'd come back and say, hey, I, I know that you're done recruiting, but I also know that things can change, and I want to go there so bad. I hope it's okay if once a month I don't touch base in case something changes, because I want to do whatever I can to get that uniform on my back. So it, 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 there, there may be others that are not, you know, maybe down your list a little bit that you'll give it a certain amount of time and then you'll 
um, you move on. I, Brian, I don't know what your thought yeah, is. And that's that's absolutely a, a good advice. I think that the other thing is like frequency as to the schools that you don't know if they're done recruiting. Okay, so how often do I email them? And my advice is always stay up to date with coaches once a week. That's not too much. And what I always say is whether you're in high school season or in, in travel ball season, reach out to these coaches in the early part of the week, say Monday or Tuesday, and then you can let them know, hey, just want to, especially in travel ball, you can let them know how you you and your team did. I'd always start out with a team. You know, my team did this, this, and this, and I was able to help my team by doing this, this, and this. And then say, uh, and next week, you know, we're going to, we're looking forward to being at Crown Point or out in, you know, Boulder, Colorado, wherever you're going to be. So you've let them know how you did the previous week and you're letting them know where you're going to be next week so that they get all that information in that one weekly email. And I will tell you here, I'm sure you hear this too, Donnie. I, I hear coaches all the time going, oh yeah, oh, that kid blows up my email. I get a lot from her. So she's, she's on top and I definitely know who that kid is. And, and whether you get those emails back from them or not, sometimes you can, sometimes you're not allowed to, but just know that they are getting them and, uh, and they are checking them out. And that's what the name of the game is, is just being persistent. Yeah, one of the better quotes I got was from uh, Deanna Gump at Notre Dame, and she said, you see that kid right there? We didn't recruit that kid. That kid recruited us. Yeah. Um, so if you got a passion to go, just uh, just just keep going after it. And, and Jenna, coaches can be wrong, too. I mean, Carol Hutchins, um, along with Mike Candreas, you know, one of the, the two most winningest coaches in, in college history at Division One level, um, Hutch has told me she's been wrong. She said, you see that kid right there? I, I missed it. That kid was good enough to play at Michigan, and, and I missed it. And so sometimes a coach telling you you're not good enough to play there, or she just hasn't seen you enough or he hasn't seen you enough. And um, if it's high on your list, keep going after it. Yep. There's no downside. Yep, 100% agree. Yeah, I love that. Go recruit the school. Don't get recruited. <laughs> Go recruit them. Um, you know, kind of on that note, we're talking about recruiting, just looking at the college level in general. Um, we wanted to discuss the situation with the transfer portals and team jumping, not only at the collegiate level, but also within travel ball and just talk about those two schools of thought. So I'll definitely let you guys take the floor for that one. Well, yeah, sure. For the next six hours, then we're going to be talking about this. No, it, it, it's a discussion that could go on um, all day but I think it's something that uh, we just want to touch on now and we'll probably come back and, and talk about it more and uh, we want to get other people's opinions and, and thoughts on it because there are there's no right or wrong answers but you know there was you know I'm kind of old school Brian and in in old school was you you, you committed something you stayed there and uh, you you went through thick and thin. You had your ups and downs, but that was part of uh, having a teammate's back. That's part of being a, a team. And, and, and really, it's a it's the same formula for life. I mean, if you you want to have a successful relationship, it's going to be bumpy. You've got to make concessions. You just can't you know move on every time something's not right. It's the same thing with a career and a job. You've got to work with your coworkers to, to to make it work and you've got to make concessions it's you know when you're in a work environment it's not all about you it's it's what you and your coworkers are doing to make the organization better so i'm kind of old school and thinking that but now we see this you know the transfer portal at the college level and um, i think more and more people uh, when i say people players and coaches are embracing the transfer portal now when i say there's two schools of thought the one school says you know that person is 
you know, they're, they're jumping around, whether it's in the travel arena, whether they're moving from team to team quite often, or whether they're in the transfer portal at the, at the, the college level. level. So okay. one school of thought is saying, hey, that person jumps around. That's not somebody I want. I know, Brian, I want you to, you know, you've heard it from different coaches at different sports. Um, yeah, I, I actually, a lot, a lot of different uh, top, you know, <laughs> thoughts on this topic, but um, one of the things I know you're saying, like a lot of the coaches are starting to embrace the, the transfer portal in college, and that's only out of necessity because a lot of kids are moving, so if the kids moved off of your team, you need to replace that player, so that's why they end up going back to the portal. Um, I don't think that the coaches would have chosen to have the portal, but it seems like it's just kind of come out of necessity because there are, they used to make it really, really difficult for a kid to leave a program, and sometimes it's just not a good fit, so uh, so that's why the NCAA created it. Um, I know that uh, kind of unrelated, you know, this is uh, from football, but Nick Saban had put out a tweet that uh, kind of did a little bit of stir. I I saw a high school coach post this and I, I looked in into it. It was, you know, Nick Saban said, if you're going to transfer to different schools throughout your high school years, I already, and he put in all caps, do not want to recruit you because I know that you do not have perseverance and grit. And, and that kind of goes to what Donnie was saying. It's like, you know what, there's going to be some ups and downs. There's going to be some bumps. There might be times when you don't like the coach or, you know, or the team's not very good. And, you know, you just got to kind of get through it sometimes, uh, you know, and say, okay, how do I, how can I get along with this coach or, you know, or make the team better? That's the one thing Hutch used to say all the time. It's like, hey, if your team's not doing what you want, make it better. You know, it's kind of put it on yourself to make your team better. So, you know, you're right, Donnie, a lot of different schools of thought on there, but, but that's, uh, coming from Nick Saban, one of the top college coaches in the country. I think I'm going to start uh, polling all the college coaches I talk to on a daily basis and just getting their input, and uh, so we can. I'll come back to this with a little yeah. bit more information. I, I know what they're. I know what they're telling me off the record. Yeah. Um, and some of them, some of them on the record. So again, you know, I always come. You know, I look at it from my old school background and says, "Hey, yeah, I want you to have that grit. I want you to fight through the tough times." And you know, that's that's what builds character. Um, but then, you know, th- there's always two sides of the story. And, and now where is this trend going? You know, in, in basketball, you see the, the one and dones. Is softball going to get to a, a one and done where, you know, a softball player, you know, may be at a school their freshman year and next year they're at their sophomore year? Did they move around that much? Um, I will say this, even though I'm old school. I've seen where the transfer portal can work. For instance, you know, back before we had the recruiting changes, you could verbally commit to a school in eighth grade or younger. Yeah. So you had a lot of a lot of talented kids committing at ninth grade, and they got an offer from a power five, and oh my God, um, they got there and, and they could see, I'm not going to get on the field. And so to me, the transfer portal may work for that kid. You know, they shot for the for the stars. And um, they really want to get on the field, and they're not going to get there. So they can go to the portal now that they're, you know, a freshman in college or a sophomore, and find a school that's a good fit, both academically and and athletically. So, and then on that same token, you've got a kid that maybe commits to a uh, a D two, a D three, maybe a mid major when they were a freshman, and they're just absolutely lighting it up you know, league player of the year and all that stuff, do they deserve the right to then go to the big leagues? You know, they had to make a decision when they were in ninth grade, and now they clearly can play at a power five. Uh, is it okay to say yes? Uh, you know, 
you've earned that right. You've worked and you're now at that level. So I definitely can see, um, I can definitely see that argument. But again, being old school, I'm just very concerned now. I want, I know when I'm coaching and I don't coach as much as I used to, but I wanted, I wanted kids committed to the program. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, are we going into that mentality of a, a, a me state of mind instead of a, a we? And I think it's, like I said, I think we should talk about this more and we're looking to get other um, other people's opinions on it. But it's 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 not going away. It's it's going the other direction. Yeah, I think it's a, it's also a society issue is like uh, people are uh, if things aren't going their way right away, they just decide to make a move real quick. And sometimes that's part of the uh, maturing process is that you got to go through that pain and uh, and don't get yourself better. I mean, it's I've seen my own kids go through that very same thing. So sometimes, uh, you know, falling down, skinning your knee is okay. You know, you just got to get up and dust yourself off and get back in the game. Yeah, I, I agree. Somewhere in my mind, I heard some quote about uh, those who will stay will be champions. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> Pretty famous coach. It went, they went way back, exactly. <laughs> uh, but Jenna, I don't think this is the last time we're going to talk about this uh, this subject. And again, I would I would encourage people, um, uh, you know, maybe to go to state champs and 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 share their opinions on it and their thoughts. And maybe we have more people in here uh, talking about it because I think it's a hot topic. Right. Since you said we only scratched the surface of a six-hour conversation, most definitely we'll be talking about it in future episodes. But for now, if you have any questions or comments when it comes to the discussion, you can visit statechampsnetwork.com and select the Contact Us page, submit your questions. And of course, next week, we'll also be going over more teams in the coaches' top 10 poll that recently came out. And as we're talking about the dead period being lifted, Brian, how can athletes get in touch with you to get their recruiting videos worked out? Getting ready for that dead period list. Definitely want to contact and go to collegeboundjocks.com and you can email us at get started at collegeboundjocks.com. It right now <laughs> is an important time. Maybe yeah. more important in the it, right now than the, the last two years with everything that's going on. Yeah, video is going to be the key. It just it's always it's it's absolutely the number one tool college coaches use to evaluate talent and determine who they're going to go out and see. And that's uh, that's getting your foot in the door. So you better make sure you have the people that are, are helping you, that are professionals at it, that it can make you look the best you're going to look and that make that first impression a lasting one with college coaches. Oh, yeah. College Bound Jacks is the best. That's a nice link to put at the end of the weekly email, right, that all these uncommitted <laughs> athletes are going to be sending to their college coaches. So, <laughs> all right, thank you, guys. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you, Jenna. <laughs>